0: Good evening, hope all of you are doing well. We're going to get started. Tonight we're learning Maseches Sukkah, Daf Vav, and as well, Daf Zayn Zayin, Aleph, wrapping up to the top of Lamid Zayin, Amid Beis. Not quite to the Mishnah, just the top few lines, and then we will stop there. We're in the midst of discussions on the Halachos of an Esro, and we learned the Mishnah yesterday on the bottom of Lamid Dalit, Amid Beis, that spoke about a variety of halachos that we're going to dig into a little bit deeper. Here's one of them, not pitmaso. So he said, Yitzchak ben not la buchanto. This is talking about, you know, that uh, the mortar and the pestle. So the tool that actually is rounded at the end, that's used to crush inside the bowl. That's what a pitom looks like. Which one is that? The mortar or the pestle? I always forget. I don't know. Anyways, that's what, that's what, what he's just saying. It's the same halacha, nothing changes. Just to highlight the fact that it is that shape. Three lines from the bottom, Niklath, if it were to be peeled, high esroga to iglit sumka. If there's an esrog that's peeled and it leaves over a reddish-looking scab, apparently this is how it would heal. If you scratch, um, if you scratch a, a lulav and you peel a little bit, it'll come back with a little bit of a red color. So the halacha is shera that it would be kosher. I ask the gemara, the tna puzzle, How can you say? That if there's going to be niklaf that it's going to be kosher after all it should not be it should be puzzle so says the gemara oh uh, sorry just the apologize back. for uh, those of you on zoom you should really start reading time this time. you should really come on time, time and days. then i won't have to think about it yeah. Okay, so uh, sorry, my computer just turned off. So then the Gemara says we have a stira about a a Gemara that is peeled a little bit. And the Gemara answers last two words on the page, Lokasha, this is not a problem. In one case, it's Bikula when all of it was peeled, and then it grew back red. And the other case is bimikzasa. But which one's which? Which one's kosher? Which one's not? This is a big machlokes in the Rishonim. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi Dibar Maskel Bukula. And if the whole Lulav, the whole esrog, excuse me, was peeled and then came back with a reddish color. So then kosher. But the second Rashi says, I should say, and the second Rashi says, Ben that would be a problem. If there's like this spotty, it's possible, Demenumar, who it's spotted, and that's not Hadar. But take a look at Toswas, which is two-thirds of the way down, last of the short lines in the... In the in the toast was rashi said but he said the exact opposite the medamila as we'll see that if it's all peeled then it has a similarity to the world of trefos. so we saw two different uh, two different about esrogim that are peeled and we said that there's a difference between that which is partially peeled and completely peeled and rashi and the Rabbeinu Hanan will have a machlokas as to which one is which. According to Rashi, we're concerned about menumar. And therefore, if it's fully peeled and all the same color of red, no problem. And according to the Rabbeinu Hanan, no, the one that is is uh, that it, that is like that is similar to a trefa. And therefore, that's a problem. Uh, the Gemara on the top of Lamed Bava Maral continues Nistak and Nikev. It's actually not the language of our Mishnah. It's separated Nistak and Nikev. And the Gemara says... <laughs> That if there was a crack in an Esrog if there was a hole, now we're going to be focusing only on the, on the latter, which is if there was a hole. Tani ula barchanina. Bar, ula barchanina taught us the following. Nikev nekev mefulash If someone took a needle and put it all the way through from one side of the Esrog to the other, under those circumstances, it would be puzzle, even b'mashahu, even with any hole, even if no flesh is missing right? If you take a needle, a two inch long needle, and you push it through an inch and a half long and you pull it out and there's just the juice. It doesn't matter if there's juice or not. That is going to be, uh, that is going to be, um, and uh, that's going to be puzzle. And if it is not mefulash, if it, the needle doesn't go all the way through, but does cause for a depression in the esrogue, then b'ki isar. Then if the depression's size is that of an isar, that of a coin, it would then be puzzle as well. So let's say, for example, you're holding your esrogue, you take a hammer and you hit the esrog. No flesh is missing. But now there's the circle shape of the end of the hammer right inside the esrog. So if that is the size of an esar, so that's also problematic. Okay, and then the Gemara is gonna widen this discussion into a discussion of the comparison between the world of Trefos, halachos, that we don't know usually in detail, but we know about in general. And that's why when we go to the store and we buy food, One of the things that we have saved a lot of time on is checking for trefos. And if you ever go to a slaughterhouse of of chickens, you'll see them checking for chicken issues. And if you ever go to the slaughterhouse of meat, you'll see them checking for meat issues. There are 18 general trefos that we are more than that, but 18 that we're concerned about in general. This is for another time. But the Gemara does make a comparison between the world of Esrogim, the psulim of Esrogim and the psulim of trefa. So says the Gemara, third line of Lamed Vavimadal. What if an esrog were to have developed some of the simanim that had it been an animal would be considered a trefa? What would be the din? So it says the Gemara, what case are you asking about? If you're trying to compare what happens to an animal when they're skinned to an esrog that's skinned, Tanino. We already discussed that. in this if you're trying to compare that the windpipe of the animal, which is a trefa to have the windpipe be split, if you're trying to compare that to an rope, we spoke about that too tanino. and in knee cave and if you poked a hole in it, we also spoke about that that if it goes all the way through then it's going to be Bamashu it's going to be problematic no matter what and if you're hitting it with a hammer that type of impact on the we learned about all of these things already. So what then? is your comparison. We've already spoken about a number of trefa types and trefa profiles to try and carry it back over to the world of Esau. So what's your question? The answer is the Gemara. The real question is like this. What we're talking about is the following. Rea, when there is a lung, if you have a lung, the outside of the lung looks normal, but the inside of the lung has gotten um, mushy. It's gotten liquidy. Um, of course, we know scientifically that like f- tissue doesn't just turn into liquid. We, we know that, but there are scenarios where the, the integrity of the lung may be depleted to the point that when you turn it over, it could be that blood will come out or, or, or no, like tissue, no, like tissues of the lung, <laughs> no tissues of the lungs, not not tissues, so that's what the Gemara says. Is our question: What would happen if we had a lung like that? So then, if it pours ketone kshera, because the outside of the lung is in good shape, and as long as the outside of the lung is in good shape, so then it's not considered a trefa. So too, we should argue the same. Maybe we should say the same by uh, maybe we say the same by an estrog. Now let's let's continue about the lung just for another moment. hu de Kaima Simfonha. Hello Kaima Simfonha. trefa. What word are you hearing here? Symphony. And what is this referring to? The bronchioles inside your lungs. It's a fascinating idea. Who knows if the word symphony came from the Daf Gemara, Daflam and Bav. I don't know what the etymology is or what world it comes from. Is it Latin? Is I don't know. I don't know, but it's very old. And we were talking about the insides of the lungs with the word symphona. So this is what the Gemara says. Yeah, it's true that this lung is able to pour out liquid and its integrity, its internal integrity is questionable. However, it does still have the major branches of Uh, of the breathing tubes of the bronchioles inside. So then if it didn't have that, if it was totally liquefied on the inside, that would be a problem. So I? what if we had an esrog that looked like that, where the outside of the esrog was intact, but the integrity of the inside of the esrog was questionable? I? would we make an equivalence between the world of trefa, where the lung has an external integrity and a couple of bronchioles in the middle and the rest is mush, would we say the same halacha applies in both cases? That just like by that lung it's Nishbach Kikiton, it's gonna be khshera. Maybe we should say the same by an esrog, hachamai. So it says the Gemara 12 lines down or so on Lamid Babamid Aleph, Dilma, you, you can't make this comparison. Dilma, maybe Hasam by the lung. The reason why we say that the lung is kosher, even if it pours out a liquid kiquiton like a canteen, hasam hu delos shalid ba'avira, Hadar bari. Because the lung is not exposed to the outside air, it's included within a closed body. So then maybe it has the chance of healing. But with an esrog, the shali Maybe we'll say that it. Um, maybe we'll say that it'll it'll just get more ruined. maybe there's no difference at all. So we have to try and answer this question. And I'll just ask the, re-ask the question on the outside. What is the level of comparison between the trefa world? and the Esrog world. If we have a trefa in the world of animals that can be transferred over to Esrog, how far do we go in this comparison? And the Gemara answers about a third of the way down, Tashma, let's try from a Brisa. separately and important that we're seeing it here, says as follows, Esrog Tafuach Saruach, it doesn't say Tafuach Vesaruach, it seems to be that there's, one entity going on but tafuach literally means swollen um and saruach means gross it just got got it got ruined kavush if an esrog, sometimes you'll you'll see this in like decorative homes that they'll have like a lemon looking thing sitting in liquid like on your shelf in the kitchen that you never ever touch but the liquid makes sure that the that the lemons don't ever degrade. What if that was your esrog sitting in a liquid? Kabush, it's sitting in, in liquid. Shaluk, it was overboiled. Kushi, it was of a very dark color esrog. or it was a white esrog. Umanumar or it was spotted in all of those cases, puzzle. The Brysa continues, esrog, kakadur, puzzle. If you have an esrog that's in the shape of a sphere instead of the elongated shape that we are used to, puzzle. The Eshomer, even if it's like a twin esrog, it has like Kind of two parts to it merge together so let's say you have that um, and then the price continues still more esrog haboser if you have um, an unripe esrog that's a machlokes in the in the tanoim. Uh the price uh, continues still more Gadlo bidfus let's say that you have a mold and you want your esrog to be, be in the shape of a dog whatever you want. So you take the mold, you put it as a frame around a budding esrog, and as it grows, because it's going to grow to a certain volume, whatever it will do will grow within that shape. So what if I want it to be a special shape? I want it to be the shape of my last name, a letter K, or the letter Kuf. So then what, does that work? So no. Godlob bedfus, if it grew inside of a frame, inside of a shape, uh, something to to create the shape of a so, and it looks like something else, Halacha is that it's possible and the b'risa. Now, what is our question? Remember what we're trying to figure out. Can we compare? A lung that has external integrity but barely any internal integrity, to an esrog that has external integrity but barely any internal integrity, says the Gemara. What did we learn in this Brysak? Tani Mihas, we learned tafuach saruach. We learned about something that's swollen Andrew, and ruined. my love. Isn't it the case that we're talking about an esrog? Tafuach mi bachutz mi bifnim. We're talking about an esrog that's bloated on the outside and it's it's destroyed on the inside, and therefore. Yes, we have a full comparison from the world of Trefos to the world of esrog, and we have our answer. Yes, we do transfer, and therefore the esrog would be puzzl. Uh, sorry, therefore the esrog would be kosher. Same exact halacha, just like we had over there. Says more no, when it, when this braysa said tafuach saruach idi bi mi both of these phrases are identifiers of external problems with the uh, with the esrog, the lo and there's no stira between our case and this case. Ha de afal gab um, the, 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 we could have a case where it's bloated but not disgusting and we could have a case of the and we could have a case where it looks gross even though there is no swelling so therefore, no, you can't really make a comparison between the two and we would probably assume in this case, though the Gemara doesn't say this explicitly we would probably have to assume that, a, that an esrog of this nature where the external integrity is good and the internal integrity is poor we would probably have to assume from this Gemara that it is not kosher Omar Mar, let's analyze the analyze the brisa that we just learned. This brisa, the last eight lines that we just learned, we're going to go through this whole, almost the whole brisa. Omar Mar, we said that an esrog kushi is puzzle. An Ethiopian esrog, and as mentioned, they very much look like avocados. If you've seen the picture books, uh, the, um, no, what's the, the masifta, as, as like very detailed pictures about this. Um, it, it, like, I thought it was a picture of an avocado without having read the context. And then I'm always oh, talking about an Esro Kushi. They're very, very dark. So it says the Gemara how can you say Esro Kushi is puzzle? But Kushi puzzle, a dark Esro a Kushi kasher, a dark Esro Kasher, but Dome el Kushi is puzzle. Only something that isn't actually an Ethiopian one, but something that looks like an Ethiopian one, that's the one that's Pasel. But a, kushi, a kosher, that itself should be kosher. So we have a stira. What did we say in the Brisa eight lines ago? There we said that esro kushi is pasal. And then the next Brisa wrote esro kushi is kosher, and that's a stira. So amir abaye, kitna nami mos nisen doma <laughs> Yes, it did say that it was talking about kushi, but it meant doma lakushi, and that's why it's pastal. But had you, in fact, imported an Ethiopian esrog, not one that looks like one, but one that is one, then under those circumstances, we very much would have assumed that it would have been uh, the same exact halacha, and that's why it's puzzled because it's doma lakushi. Rava gave another, another answer. Rava said, even if there's a pure stira between kushi kosher and kushi pasal, some people say that an Ethiopian uh, esrog is going to be kosher and others say pasal, Rava gives a very, very practical answer, Rava Amar, Lokasha, De Halahu. it depends where you live, we live in Bavel, says uh, says Rava, Rava lived in Bavel, we live in Bavel, Ethiopia, that's where we get a lot of esrogam from, half the esrogam in town are, are made that way, by us, that still together creates Hadar, it's still beautiful. But for the people who live over there in Eretz Yisrael, you've never seen such, a, such an esrog, and by you, it's not Hadar. This is a fascinating idea, because doesn't that show you that Hadar is about the cultural decision of what is going to be considered to be Hadar? So let's say in the city of Chicago, the Dugma, in the city of Chicago, everyone decided that Hadar is the green esrog and not the yellow. And let's say that in Los Angeles, that everyone decided the reverse. So from this Gemara with Rabbah's answer, you know, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you should therefore not do the other thing. So there is a degree of, of cultural application here without stepping outside of the bounds of halacha. We're still talking about pre still all the rules still have to apply but it would be a more expansive type of explanation that the Gemara is giving. Let's continue continue analyzing the b'risa that we saw in the middle of this page. Esrog HaBoser, we said in regards to an unripe Esrog that there was a machlokas in the tana'im. Rabbi Akiva, posel v'chacham v'machshirim. Amar Rabba, Rabbi Akiva wasn't the only one who said posel. Rabbi Akiva v'reb Shimon amru echad. They both held that an Esrog Boser, an HaBoser, an Esrog that's unripe, they both held that it's going to be puzzle. Rabbi Akiva Amran. Akiva, that's the Mari that we have if, you know right above us in the middle of this page, because he said that an Akiva posel. What's the marimakum for Rib Shimon? Rib Shimon says the gummari, what's his marimakum to indicate that something that is unripe is going to be um, not considered to be that fruit. De Tanya, six, seven lines from the bottom of Laman Vav and Midala. The Brisa writes, Rupshim Shiman Poter, Esar, Esrog and B'kotanon. He was talking about a different area of halacha. This is a Mishnah in, in Maseches, Maisros. He's talking about Maiser. If you have a very small Esrog, so the halacha is that if it's very small, it's Poter from Maiser. It has to be large enough, to, uh, whatever the parameters are, it has to be large enough to be Shaykh by miser. So maybe we should therefore assume that Rabbi Akiva and Rib Shimon hold the same thing. Rabbi Akiva, in our case of Esrog, he says that uh, that an Esrog, Haboser, an unripe Esrog, is not eligible to be an Esrog. And Rib Shimon says that a small Esrog is not eligible to be for miser. Seems very similar, seems similar. The Gemara says, don't even bother talking about this. You're completely wrong. Amar by dil Dilmalohi but maybe your comparison is wrong for two different possible reason. reasons. One could be from Rabbi Akiva's perspective, and one could be from Rabbi Shimon's perspective. Ad Khan, maybe we would say, lo Rabbi Akiva hacha hadar Maybe the only reason why over here, when it comes to the actual halachos of an esrog, that it's esrog Haboser, it's unripe, and it, it lacks the din of pre-eitz hadar, it's not beautiful. It's a, brand, it's, it's a It's a baby, it's a newbie, it's still in like developmental phases, that's not Hadar. But Aval Hasan by Meiser, maybe on Bonansfirale, maybe he would argue with Rib Shimon and say the Taka, you're still Chayav in Meiser. In other words, maybe the reason why he's Machme Rabbi Akiva by Esro Kaboser is because of the uniqueness of the din of Sukkah. But in general, we do assume that an unripe fruit is still halachically a fruit. And in the reverse, Inami, four lines from the bottom, maybe we should say that for another reason, there's no reason to compare the sheet of Rabbi Akiva and that of Rib Shimon. Adkan lo Ka'ama Rabbi Shimon Hasan. Maybe the only reason why Rabbi Shimon held what he held in regards to Miser. In other words, that an esrog b'kotnan, that a small esrog is not shaykh to the world of my it's because the Pesach says, When did someone take something out to plant? That's only when it's large enough. But here by sukkah, maybe he wouldn't have held like the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. Maybe he would have held like the dissenting opinion, and therefore says the Gemara, as we turn to the top of Bisu, Lo, midi. don't even bother talking about this anymore. Conversation has ended. Rashi says out what Midi means even a little bit more in the first dibur Hamaskal achar the shimon done mm-hmm. don't make the comparisons conversation's over so a sharp line and therefore we can't make any real conclusions about uh, the worlds of small fruit as it relates to the mitzvah of, of esrog and small fruits as it relates to maaser we don't. Know says the Gemara, where are we? Oh, top line. Lama Dvava says the Gemara, God lo betfus va'asel kimen beri acheres This is what we saw in the brysa, that if you put a frame, a particular shape around an esrog that has yet to grow. Um, by the way, I, I saw this in one of these commercials about how terrible we are to the oceans. You know, the, six, the plastic six packs for, that hold six cans together. So there was a turtle that grew up stuck in one of these things the front half of his body is normal size the back half of his body is normal and the inside is literally the width of what one can would have been He got stuck now that's awful but i'm talking about with fruits similar idea they're still going to grow to their normal size but they may be restricted in certain ways so i want it to be a circle a square a triangle Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So Ben says Rava, a comment that seems to not need to be said. Rava? Let's say that you put it in a mold that's the normal shape of a of an esrog. Let's say you want it to have the most perfectly shaped esrog, perfect. So you buy the most perfectly shaped esrog mold. You go to the to the esrog tree and you clip it on the branch from above, and it's perfect. It comes out beautiful. So it says the Gemara. Kosher, Reva says it's Kosher, says Gemara uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> because what did it say? It said Kimin Beria Tanya. The Bryce has said only if it looks like a Beria Of course, if it looks like a normal esrog, it's going to be fine. So says the Gemara, as one might have anticipated, we're not talking about exactly Mr. Perfect. What we're talking about is lo da da'avida dape dape. You made it with ridges on it to have a certain design in it. Yes, the overarching shape is approximately the same. It's elongated. It tapers back to the pitum. The okitz is a little wider. It looks normal, but it has like a design. You you know, it's, it's like you could put your name in it. You know, like you could do whatever you want. So if it looks a problem, that's a little sacrilegious, but if it looks, if the shape is otherwise normal, so that was why Rava came along to share this idea. Itmar, we have a statement from the Amoraim. Uh, etrog, if you have an esrog, shanakvuhu akhbarim. Let's say that you have an esrog that had some little bite marks in it from a mouse. Amar Rav, Rav says, ein hadar. This, this invalidates it because it's no longer pre-eitz hadar. It's, it's gross now, right? When I lived in Washington Heights, this was like every day. And then you'd throw out packages of food because you saw one little nibble and you knew where it came from. And then we moved out of town. So then says the Gemara, Amy, hold on one second. How can it be that there's a not, there's no din of Hadar here and therefore it invalidates it? After all, the Reb Chanina Matbil Bavinafikba. Rebbe Chanina would dip his esrog into something and then take a bite out of it. And, and seemingly he still was able to make a bracha on it. So how does all of that work out? It's also super bitter, and the shell, is the, the klipa is very thick. Okay, says the Gemara, wait a second. Before we speak about Rav, we said in our Mishnah that even if you stick a needle through, it's going to be problematic. So how can this be okay? So says the Gemara, between the two shitas of Rav saying that with mice, that mice taking bites out of an, an esrog that is not hadar, and Rav Chanina taking a bite out of the esrog, I could answer, says the Gemara, the seemingly strange case of Rebbe Hanina taking a bite out of an esrog. How can you answer that? Lokasha? kan Yom tov kan Yom tov Because on yom tov rishon, when you have a higher level of the mitzvah, yom tov rishon, that day you have to make sure that it's perfect spit it's exactly like it should be. But on day two, if you take a bite out of it, it's not the end of the world. Ella the Rav Kasha, but Rav Shita is even more difficult. According to Rav, says the Gemara, if our concern is about Hadar, so then then how do you explain the sheets of Reb Chanina? If you're going to say that there's, by Reb Khanina, I understand, he's not concerned about Hadar. He's, he doesn't, doesn't bother him. He doesn't need Hadar on the second day. But if your whole concern about mice is Hadar, how do you explain Reb Chanina? So it says the Gemara, Amar lach, Rab, Rab would say, no, akbar, It's different. Mice are gross. I could explain the difference between Reb Chanina and the mice. That's gross. And therefore, um, that is how he approaches it. But the Gemara here, eight, nine lines down, presents a second version of this dialogue, which is, divergent from what we just saw. Ika de Amre, there are those who say, Rav. Zehadar, even if a, mice does take, a mouse does take a bite out of it, it would still be hadar. Dehar and he brings Rebichanina as a raya. Chanina, math bil and so in this version, Rav is a mekel across the boards. He is okay with Khanina, and he's also okay with the mouse, and he doesn't say that it's a lack of hadar. And then in this version, the Gemara says, with well, the Rebichanina, kashim nisan, what does he do with our Mishnah, which indicates that even if there's a minor chisaron, that it would be a So says the Gemara, lo kasha, kan be yom to rishon, kan be yom to sheni, the same answer we gave before, that according to Rabbi to, to Chanina, he distinguishes between day one, Dindel Raisa, and the remaining days of, uh, of yom to, at the two data quarter, almost a third of the way down. Esro Katan, so says the Gemara, omar rafram bar papa, ke machlokes kan, kach machlokes be We learned about avan imik in Maseches Shabbos, uh, yep, we learned about Mikorzolos, and this was basically the way that people would clean themselves after going to the going to the bathroom. So they would take these particular types of stones that were able to clean their body in a meaningful way. What about on Shabbos? So, D'atanya the Brayer writes, Bishabis, and the One was allowed to carry. Um, one was allowed to carry three of these particular stones into a basese Take a look at Rashi for some context Rashi's about an inch below where we are halfway down on the page and Rashi says you're allowed to carry these three avanim Corzellos, these three rocks to clean oneself you're allowed to carry them besade." In a field where the bathroom is in the field, the mukaf even with no walls around you, the, All that's happening here is. If not for the context, carrying would have been an Isra derabanan within Daladamos. We don't allow for the carrying within Daladamos. But because a person should a person should be able to clean themselves after going to the bathroom. That's wow. so of- not what this says. There, there are shihtas like that, but this is the, 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 are within the Dal-A-Rama. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's also, also. Carrying Daladamos when there's no mechitza, n- nothing at all. You're not allowed to do that. You, you, meaning it's, it's an Israel Darabonin, it's Tiltal. No, 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 no. No, the Tiltal is on the, the on the rocks. We're saying that the rocks would have otherwise been Muqsa. We were Matir, the rocks, and you can carry them within Daladamos. The Daladamos is not the issue per, per se, but it's the rocks that otherwise would have been Muksa. But they said, Mishum Kavad Abrias Lo that there was no Gzaira in this particular case. The Kamashi Uran. What size does, does this Braisa indicate? Uh, that would be allowed to be carried. The rocks, how large can they be or how small can they be? Ravmeir Omer Ke'egos, Ravihud Omer which is the same Shiurim we were dealing with. And that's why the Gemara made this equation. And they said the Shiurim that we're talking about by Esrob, same Shiurim, the minimal shear, the same shears what's discussed by the Avonimik Korzalos, by the stones that were used for one to clean oneself. Uh, almost halfway down, we the got Kadesh Yochas. Uh, with what about the largest size? So, Tanya, Amarib Yossi, could you imagine Rabbi Akiva walking into the base medrash with an esrog that was so large, he had to carry it on his shoulder. You know that point when you buy something and you can't even carry it regular anymore, and then you have to heave it up on your shoulder? I'm just imagining the scene of this Sar Hatora carrying... Mamish like a huge, bigger than a what, like a massive unbelievable. So says the Gemara. Well, there's two shetas. Says the Gemara, Amar Raya, This is not Hadar. What are you gonna do? Hodalulov too? <laughs> like, yeah. how are you gonna arrange that? That's not even that's not that's unreasonable. So they said that doesn't qualify for Hadar. Next Mishnah, halfway down on Lam and Vav When one does Eged, when one ties together the Hadassim, the hadasim, Aravos, and the Lulav, they should do something that is of the meaning of those three items. Any type of rope will do, even if it's a new type of mint. The people of Yerushalayim, they used to wrap this type of gold, type of wrapping around their lula Vanessa. that's beautiful that's bad that's stunning it's a nice idea they held it was mutter they held it was mutter um Rulon, they said yeah it might be mutter but but that was just mamish decorative but the actual egg that was holding things together that was made out of something bimino okay so that's what the, what the gemara says here that's what the mishnah says the gemara opens you're correct that lulav is actually what we use from the palm tree. However, you are allowed to do the agad even with the vines and the other types of wood that grow around the decal tree. You might have thought, havamina that it has to be a lulav branch mamish. No, it could be anything from the palm tree is going to be fine. Totally reasonable to be used as an agad. Why does Rebbe in our Mishnah say that it has to be the same Min? Because Kasavar, Rebbe Yehuda is of the opinion that we have a formal requirement to do Eged. And if that's the case, we need to make sure that that material is not one that conflicts with what we're doing. It would not be appropriate to do so because if you brought as the string, as the thread, to uh, hold on to the agad, so then have a mina that um, we could have done anything, you're not allowed to do anything, it has to be of the same in because otherwise, since agad is a requirement, so therefore, if you add another material, it would have been problematic. The Amar Rava, Rava says, la de mina de delulvahu, how do we know that other parts of the palm tree are viable for the agad? Maybe, at the end of the day, maybe the lulav is distinct from the other parts of the palm tree. Why are you saying that that's the same min? Saying that, how how do we define min? Is min from the same tree? There's ten, there's dozens of parts of trees. There's the bark and there's the the vines at the bottom and there's the leaves and there's the dates. There's so many options. So see that the lulav is the same material as the vines. So the Gemara is going to give a bit of a lengthy response to this question, which will end about ten lines down on Lamad Zayin But let's keep focus here. The Gemara is answering the following question. How do we know that the vines that wrap around the base of a palm tree can be used as an egghead? Is that similar enough to a lulav? The Gemara says as follows, to Tanya, the Brisa writes eight lines from the bottom on Lamed Vav and with basu kos teishvu one should sit in Sukkos, or we should sit in Sukkos, Sukkos shall koldavar, divi Meir. you can use anything you want for schach. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, no, you cannot use anything you want for schach. And by the way, when Rehmeyer says anything you want, it's the general rules of something that's not makabatuma tumah, something that used to grow on the ground. But Rabbi Yehuda has a, has a very, very, very unique shita. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, ein sukkah no heges, elebedalad minim shevelulav. Could you imagine what the lulav sales would be like? I'm, I got to get into that business. We got to start marketing Rabbi Huda's Shita and then just buy stock in Lulavim. Because if, if all you were allowed to do for your schach is that which is from the Dalibinim themselves, so you're going to have Hadasim, Ad in Sof Aravos 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 Lulavim you can't go buy bamboo. Bamboo is not one of the Dalad Minim. So it says the Gemara, that's a sheet of Ramer. And the Gemara says, and I can give you a beautiful logic that indicates that the sukkah should only be with the Dalad minim. And here's the Gemara's svar. Umalulav, lulav, just like by the mitzvah of lulav, she'ain no balelos that it only has a mitzvah during the day. It's a mitzvah sasei she'azman grama. And by there, Mitzvah that's more limited in time, the Mitzvah of Lulav, no minin, there we're only allowed to use Daliminen. So then Sukkah, sheno ba'lelos kebyam, and then Sukkah, which is more expansive of a Mitzvah, it's a 24 hour a day Mitzvah for seven days. Din shalo it's a fascinating Svara. The first few times I read it, and still now I'm like, Okay, but shouldn't you be more expansive and not less say this, this is the Gemara Smart? Don't worry, the Gemara rejects this anyways. The Gemara says, Amrulo, hold on one second. Kol din sha dun. Anytime you make a kalvachomir, thilasalahahmer, and by making your kalvachomer, it will lead to a leniency, einodin. Then it doesn't check off the boxes of a good kalvachomer. What's the flaw with this? So the flaw says the Gemara on the top of Lama Zion and Madalif is very simple. What if L'O Motza Arbaas Minin? Let's say there's a year where there's zero Aravos, zero Hadasim, and zero Lulavim. But Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that you're only allowed to use the Dalin meaning for Srach. Sukkamat says the Gemara, Yehe Yoshevu Batel. But your kavachomer can't be right. It, it, it just can't be right. You've made it so that the two are so inextricably bound that you therefore can't even sit in a, in a sukkah. But again, what if there's a drought? So then there's no mitzvah sukkah. You killed both mitzvahs. Those two mitzvahs are not two peas in a pod. They're very separate mitzvahs. The Torah, after all, the, the Torah says, as a separate pasuk and chumash, basukos shivas yamim, sukkah shel kol dover. And that's why Rav Meir doesn't like this. And Rav Meir says, it can't be that way. It can't be that way that it's only the daled meaning. So he argues against it. Ezra, similarly, we see in uh, in uh, in Sefer Ezra that we see that other materials were used for succas. Omer, the Pasuk says, We see that they had olives. Okay, they had olive wood. Okay, and then kakasu. Uh, um, that's the end of the Pasuk. Okay, Babi Well, what are you gonna do with the Pasuk in Ezra? Because we see from the Pasuk in Ezra that it can't just be the Dalad Minim. That's what you were promoting. That doesn't work. Rebihud, the Severhani, Dufanos, those other non-Dalad Minim items, they, those were used for walls. That's what Ezra meant when he said that we're using Alev. No, that's for the walls. That's not for the Schach. But when it comes to Alei hadas or Alei Tamar, Alei Eitzavos, that's the Schach. That's what he says. The and then the Mishnah writes in the name of Reb Yehuda on this same discussion, Mesachachin bin de Direi Yehuda. You're allowed to use boards of wood, even according to Reb Yehuda, boards of wood from a, from a palm tree. Is that a lulav? No, that's, that's wood from a palm tree says the Gemara, Alma, what do we see from here? That just like from a palm tree, we see that Rabbi Yehuda allows using cut wood from a palm tree, even though it doesn't look like a lula. Alma, what do we see from here? Siva bi'ikra de lulva shmamina. So it's a long winded answer. And we'd have to go through that. We had to go through the sugya of trying to figure out what counts as schach, we know the general rules of being makabal tumah and having grown from the ground. Rabbi Huda tries to throw in that we are only going to be able to use as schach that which is dalad minim. And one of the things that he allows is wood from a palm tree. Wood is not a lulav, but it's from a palm tree and kosher for schach. So therefore we see that it's also true about the vines that surround the base of the lulav tree. Is he really of the opinion that when it comes to the arba minin, that you are allowed to, that you're only allowed to use the four minin for schach, and you're not allowed to use anything else? We have a brisa. If you use a board, what's erez? That's a cedar tree. Well, cedar is not one of the dalad minin. Let's see what he has to say about this. So if it's sheyesh Dalit t'vachem, psula. If the board is four t'vachem wide, everyone agrees that's a psul. That's for sure. Ein Bahen dalat t'vachem. If there's less than Dalit t'vachem, let's see who the lenient shita is. Remeyer posel. Reb Yehuda So the Gemara says that doesn't work. Reb Yehuda was of the opinion, seemingly, and that's how the Risa presented him, was of the opinion that you can only use the Dalit meaning for schach. This shows us black on white in a brisa, that when it comes to Erez, that we're talking about a non dalid medium tree and it counts for schach in the name of the same tana of Rabbi Yehuda. Let's finish the brisa before we get to the answer. Umode um, Meir. would even agree that it would be le- mutter to use this cedar wood. That if it was a plank schach, plank schach, plank schach, then Reb would agree. But just you know, one or two pieces alone, that would not count. All right, so that's our Kasha, which is a stir and Rabbeer, a Stira and Rabbeer, Yehuda. Yehuda. wanted to say only Dalad meaning count, yet we see that he uses Erez over here. My eras, says the Gemara. What's Erez? Yeah, I know we normally translate it as cedar, but there is one context in, in Tanakh where Erez does not mean cedar. Says the Gemara, and Erez is Hadas. It's from the Hadas tree. What is this talking about? Kidderababar uh, Ravhuna. Dama Rababar Ravhuna. Amre Bei Rav. Rav said, Asara mine there are 10 types of Erez trees. Emar, Erez, uh, shita hadas. The Hadas is a type of, at least categorically, I don't know what it means from like a phylum and kingdom and species type of conversation that I don't know. But the Hadas was a type of an Erez tree, a type of a cedar tree. And it has that name as part of its overarching name. And therefore, it's not a cedar in Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Yehuda remains Lashitaso, because even when it says that he was willing to take a board made of eras, that eras he was referring to was a reference to the, to the Pasuk that was quoted by Rav, and therefore not a stira. Halfway down, Laman almost done, just a few more minutes, and then we'll stop. Rebbe Meir Omer says you're allowed to use any kind of rope to do the Eged. Tanya the Brysa writes, Meir Yerushalayim. The wealthy Chosheba people in Yerushalayim, what did they do? Shahayu Ogden and shel zahav. they would wrap their Lulav in some type of um, uh, some type of gold string or a gold bracelet. lo, um, they said to him, but first they tied it down, bemino. And this was only external and decorative, but it wasn't actually the Eged, and therefore it doesn't pose a problem. Um, uh, Rabba said to the people who were actually putting together the lulavim and esrogim for the beirish Galusa for the Chashavah Rabbanim who were staying by the Reshkalusa. Galusa. hoshana de When you're making their hoshanas, You should leave a place where their hand is free to grab onto the lulav. Ki chatzitza. So that there isn't going to be a chatzitza between their hand and the lulav. This is rooted in the opinion that we, they hold that Eged is Lav Shmei Eged, that there's no mitzvah, uh, that ain't ain Tzarch Eged. If you don't need Eged, but you do Eged, so then that strings a Chatitzah. So they were saying that if you do Eged, we paskin, that you should not do Eged. That's what he's saying here. The Rava says you should not do Eged. So therefore, you need to make sure to leave a base yad, leave a place where the Rabban and Chashuvim can hold onto the Lulav so that they don't have to worry about Chatitzah. <speaking in Hebrew> uh, Rava Amar, uh, sorry, that wasn't Rabba. That was Ravah, excuse me. And this is Ravah responding, Raba Amar kol oso eno chotze. Fascinating idea. If it's there to be, uh, to, made, to be made beautiful, so then it's not a chatzitza. Even if you hold it ain't surah it would not be a problem of chatzitza. Rabba says, lo linkot inish hoshana sudra. One should not pick up a hoshana. They should not pick up the Aravos, the hadasim, the Lulav with a, with a handkerchief. Because we need to grab all of them in our hands. It's a chatzit, it's a And if you're holding it with a handkerchief, you don't have that. Ve'rava amar, l'kicha al yadei, al yadei davar achher, sh'ma l'kicha. It's not a problem. Even if you pick it up with a handkerchief, it's not considered a chatzita. Oma um, Rava, Rava says, I'm the one who just told you this lenient shita. How do how do I know that that's the case? So says the Gemara it's not. In the Mishnah writes, Ezov, if you have by the, uh, if you're going to be using the, the mechatas, you're using the para water to be matar someone. So you're using the hyssop Ezov, katsar became very short. Misabko b'chut You can uh, take a rope and stick something into it and then the tovel, and then dip it into the water because it's hard to hold in your hand when it's so small. Um'lat then pull it out of the water, the and hold what's in your hand, whatever's left in your hand, the ezov, So it says the Gemara, why is that allowed? What why is that? I'm not even touching the ezov, I've got something like uh like a hook from a official in there, and I lowered it into the water. Why am I? It says that we should do the lakicha, and we should do the tvila, seemingly be a dayim without any without any hefsake. It says the Gemara it must therefore be says Rava that the reason why I allow, I allow for interruption is because obviously that must work and then uh, the Gemara pushes back on this argument and says that's not a good mari hasam that's different when it comes to the Azov you stuck something into it and it was as if it was all connected but here you're holding it with a handkerchief the handkerchief's not connected to the to the to the, to the Lulav. Ella says the Gemara Meha and with this we'll close Mehacha we know from the following Marimakom that you are allowed to have uh, something. Uh, if the ashes fall from the tube in which they are in, into the water to create the mechatas, that's a puzzle that doesn't work. That's if it falls in. If you made it fall in, then that's when it's kasher, says the Gemari. You made it fall in. I'm Why does that work? The venasana you didn't, that, that you didn't, you weren't necessarily touching it, says the Gemara, the love, it must therefore be, that that counts as an actual uh, holding of the, uh, of the Lula Venesorg. Therefore, and seemingly in conclusion, if a person, let's say, had some type of like sensory issue and they couldn't touch the Lula Venesorg or an allergy, so maybe they could wear gloves. It's It's not a regular din of Somebody sent me an email as a mole about five years ago, how dare you? How could you? How could you do a bristle? Because I wrote on my website that I wear gloves. Sorry. I wrote on my website that I wear gloves. How could you? How could you call yourself a moel? There's Mamash Adin Chatzitza by Brismila. Have ever seen one? I, I called her very first just to check my basis. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> so here it seems to be that it would be motor as well. All right, we'll stop right here. We'll pick up on Shabbos, an hour before uh, Mincha and uh, if there's enough we can daven I didn't daven yet and Rabbi Robinson will be here after Marv for some chizak for Arab Rosh Hashanah wishing you all a beautiful night